Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Live Stream Sunday School for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. Today is Sunday, August 28th, 2022. Thank you so much for being here this morning. My name is Melvin Gaines, and we're going to go ahead and get started while we allow people to come on line with us for this edition of Livestream Sunday School. We've got music coming from Tremaine Graham at uh, Now Church Music. Hallelujah, you're worthy. Uh, it will wake you up if you're sleepy right now. I'll tell you that for sure. But uh, let's go yeah. ahead and get started. <laughs> let's go ahead and get started with the music. Amen. And here we go. Uh, good morning, Glenda. This music will wake you up if you're sleepy. Uh, Ronnie, good morning. <laughs> Amen. Jackie, good morning. <laughs> Hallelujah, You're Worthy by Tremaine Graham. Now church music. Amen. Great production. Back at it for Sunday school again. Good morning, good morning. Enjoy yourself. Speaking of good morning, good morning. Good morning, Roscoe. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Amen. Good morning. Glad you could make it. Feel free to sing along. <laughs> Not that I will. I don't want to break the the camera or break any audio. <laughs> you do it on your own side. <laughs> Janine, good morning. Good morning. I know, I know. It's hilarity in the morning, I can tell you that right now. You sing on your side of the camera. Amen. Oh, they are? Be careful with your uh, emoji use, just so you know. Watch very carefully, because um, it looked like um, my executive producer over here was noting that some of the emojis are coming up as angry faces. So be careful with that. I don't know if they've... Facebook has made changes almost every week we do this, so you have to watch your, your settings, that's all. Um... Now, if you're angry about something, that's another thing, but <laughs> if you just get it all out now, just get it all out of your system and get ready, get ready for Sunday school. They say, don't go to bed angry, so okay, then you just wake up angry. See, there's, a, there's another one. I just saw it. I just saw an angry emoji. I just... <laughs> Just be aware of that I uh, Facebook doesn't see that. See, somebody else is sending another angry emoji. I see that. I saw I saw laughter and I saw an angry emoji. Just watch the buttons you're hitting. That's all. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter. Oh, I'm seeing I'm seeing smiling faces. So I don't I don't know I don't know what it depends on. I don't know what what's going on with that. So all I can say is that we don't go to bed angry and we don't wake up angry either. And don't take it out on our Sunday school class. <laughs> Greg, good morning. Bev, good morning. Clorinda, good morning. Um, those of you coming on right now, it's like, what? What is he talking about? Well, uh, it's, it's Facebook. So, yeah. <laughs> That's all. For what it's worth. We appreciate you being here. Just getting started. 
Let me also notice some people have had connectivity issues getting on right away, and I don't really understand that either because um, nothing has really changed in how we have been doing our broadcast. We've been doing it exactly the same way every week. So that's what I mean about how things are very inconsistent uh, when it comes to the users. It's not, it's not you. That's right. That's what you tell somebody. It's not you. It's me. No, no. It's not you. Facebook. <laughs> Joanna and Charles, good morning. Amen. We appreciate you being here nonetheless. <laughs> we have a great lesson this morning in the book of John. Amen. Amen. Getting ready to get started here. Amen. We appreciate you being here this morning. This guy, Tremaine Graham, I'll tell you right now, I hope this church doesn't let this guy go. <laughs> That's a heck of a voice. Mm. If I were to make a sound like that, that would be something caught in something. Amen. We don't want that. We appreciate you being here this morning. Thank you for being here. Uh, again, that was a Tremaine Graham. Tremaine. Uh, Graham, hallelujah, you're worthy. Uh, we appreciate you being here today for another edition of Livestream Sunday School. We've got uh, a little bit of announcements to make here and just want to get everybody up to speed as to what's going on uh, this morning for Sunday School. We hope you've got your coffee and your Bible and electronic devices because you will need those. Um, in the meantime, I want to let you know about <clears throat> Pastor Gus's message. It is available online. It will be available online. Uh, immediately following Sunday School here on this timeline, Akron Alliance Fellowship. Uh, on this timeline, you'll see the second death. It's a continuation of his uh, studies of the end times and in the book of Revelation. And it's a very important message. And honestly, I think it's, it's prudent even in a situation like this. We encourage everyone to join us online. But if you have people that you know who are not uh, churched or who do not know the Lord, it's a good idea for you to take our material and forward it to them. Send them links to the uh, our messages online. We have a complete church experience every Sunday online for those who cannot come to church. And lately, that's been quite a few people. <laughs> so, um, but it doesn't really matter. We believe very strongly in the ministry online as, well, as much as we do in person. We certainly welcome everyone in Akron to come to church with us at 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. But for those who can't make it, church is still right here online and we appreciate you passing it on to others as well too uh, and letting people know the message about the second death that pastor gus has uh, is going to be a very important message for people to understand and i i say these things because i think a lot of people take a lot of what is going taking place right now um where what is it what does this have to do with me what is all of these things these things have to do with me well Ultimately, it's only between you and the Lord uh, as far as what your relationship is, right? You have to decide if you want to make a decision to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and trust what his word says. And that has nothing to do with anybody else. It's between you and the Lord. It's I can't do anything for you. Uh, you no, one, no one can do anything for you in that regard except give you what the Lord gives us as far as wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. You have to make a decision about that. And I think at the end of the day, that's what uh, unbelievers have to reckon with. And what you want to make sure that you're doing is always praying for people that you know in your life that do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't stop praying for people like that. Because once they die, it's over. There's no second chances. There's no mulligans that you can take. You know what I'm saying? You, you just have to, you're, once, you're, once you leave here, you're done. And we have to... Uh, recognize that it's very important for everyone to see and understand. Don't stop praying for people that you know who don't know the Lord. They have to make a decision for the Lord Jesus Christ on their own. 
please remember your tithes. Oh, and let me please remember your tithes and offerings, but I also want to mention, too, later today at 5 o'clock, we have a Zoom Bible study. Zoom Bible study. We have Bible studies online, too, which, again, is for your convenience. We have a modest group of people who join us for Zoom Bible study, but we'd like to see more people come and join us as well. If you, uh, if you want to get into a Bible study, I know it's going to be hot outside later today about... Uh, uh, it's supposed to get up to near 90 degrees today, uh, so if you want to be indoors and get some air conditioning, you can jump online with us on the Zoom Bible study. You have to have Zoom downloaded and installed on whatever device you're using. That's all you need. You don't need to do anything fancy after that. And you have to have an email address for me to send you an invitation. If you are not part of our Zoom Bible studies, please send an email to Alliance at gmail.com. Alliance is all one word, at gmail.com. And we will make sure when we send out invitations later today that you have an invitation to join us for a Bible study. For those of you who have already submitted your email addresses, we do not need you to do it again. We have them on a list. But for those who have never submitted it, please do so. We would love to have you for Zoom Bible study later today. And there we're in the book of Luke, and it's a great study today too. So we want to make sure that everybody gets that full church experience and stays online with us in any way shape or form we will be doing regular bible studies of course in church and all that but for those who um, need that extra bible study for every fourth sunday we do a zoom bible study remember your tithes and offerings please everyone we welcome them to be mailed to akron alliance fellowship 688 diagonal road akron ohio 44320 we uh, appreciate you doing that we also appreciate you uh, bringing them to church. If you're coming to church today, we have a drop box in the lobby. We do not pass around a collection plate. It's just one more thing that we do to make sure that we are not uh, getting people uh, weirded out uh, about COVID or anything like that. Staying safe. And staying safe. Amen. Uh, that's exactly what it is, right? Still taking the temperatures at, at church uh, to make sure that you don't have a fever. If you did have a fever, you... We would not allow you to come into church uh, today. We would ask you just to go home and rest and and stay safe and, and just join us online. Uh, that's what we're looking to do. Um, we um, we just appreciate everyone's uh, support uh, looking after our church. We have been online now for two over two and a half years doing Sunday school, doing some form of church, and it has been a real blessing to be able to do it. Uh, there has been some... Uh, ups and downs with it. They're, you know, using uh, Facebook is is certainly uh, the best venue that I know of to do it. I, I know that there are other venues or ways to do it, but I also know that for the convenience factor, many people have Facebook accounts, and it's a lot easier to to jump on. Oh, and by the way, you don't you don't have to do anything on Facebook. You can just open up an account and just let it sit there, but you have to watch it to make sure that nobody hacks it. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, you, you can jump online and, and join us here for live stream Sunday School or any other, uh, any other sermons or messages that we have here. And I, I explained it to someone uh, the other day that you just can come on and just enjoy uh, the broadcasts. We, we don't, you don't, you're not required to get engaged with anybody or get friends or do anything like that. If all you want to do is come on and enjoy Sunday School, you can do that. If all you want to do is come on and enjoy the messages, you can do that. Uh, you don't need to engage anyone. Um, just so you're aware that that's, that's the beauty of Facebook. You, there are a lot of people who are on Facebook and have a presence on Facebook who haven't used their account in years. <laughs> and I know that for a fact because I've got some old friends that I used to go to school with, and they haven't been on the account. They haven't, they haven't touched it. And so for what it's worth, that's uh, food for thought. Amen. Um, just be aware of that. And... With that in mind, I think it's time to move into our Sunday School lesson today. Today is going to be a lesson in the book of John, and it's going to be continuing in, the, in chapter 1 of John. And I think last week I might have said we were at the end of chapter at the end of John. I'm like saying, no, you, you obviously just had a, a, a lapse of uh, memory. We're well into it. There's a lot of different verses here in the, at the end of John we need to cover. And this is about... Uh, the first disciples uh, coming online and and getting engaged with who Jesus is. And uh, I, I, I liken this particular section here to an introduction uh, that you might have with people maybe for the first time or maybe that you'll, you'll uh, have when you go to like a, a function or a venue 
and you may you may have known the person maybe by telephone or, or maybe not and they introduce themselves to you and say hello and then you'll get uh, the person will say how you doing your name is who and I'll say my name is Melvin and and I'll say hey yeah I know who you are and and I, I know all about you I've, I've had I asked other people about you I've had stuff and that would just weird you out right well that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what this section of uh, John talks about. It's going to be how Jesus uh, introduces himself or gathers uh, his disciples and, and the dialogue that takes place with that. So I thought it was appropriate to mention that as a, a way of uh, introduction to our material today. But we're going to go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer to get started because we need to do that right now. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've given to us to come together and have Sunday school. We thank you again for your teaching. We thank you for the Spirit speaking in all things. Lord, we are always conscious uh, of making sure that the words of the flesh are not coming out, but the words of the Spirit indeed are teaching what's necessary. And Lord, we pray that again today. We thank you again for your loving kindness, and we thank you for your grace. We thank you for another day to be here, to be able to experience your goodness, your grace, and and the opportunity to share the message of the gospel to all, all those who you call us to speak to in this area. We thank you for those opportunities, and we thank you for loving us before we even understood what love really was. We give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, everybody, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to John chapter 1. We are going to be covering verses 35 to 42 today. John chapter 1, verses 35 to 42. So a few verses, and it's going to be, this is all about how John, the author of the book John, is speaking about how Jesus was prepared to go into ministry, and he makes it very clear that Jesus is the Son of God. And so others are going to discover that Jesus is indeed that Messiah, that Son of God, the, the one, the chosen one. Uh, but let's start with reading John chapter 1, verse 35. And we are going to be in the New Living Translation in this passage. Please follow along with your version. Starting at verse 35. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. Now, that John is John the Baptist's list. We have to get past this John, the author of the book, and John the Baptist. But the following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. Verse 37, when John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Verse 39, Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him the rest of the day. Verse 40. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother, Simon, and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Verse 42, then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. Okay, that takes us through John chapter 1, verses 35 through 42. And what we're going to look at here is how... John the Baptist is making this transition in his ministry, right? He had people who were following him, and two of his followers, uh, when he declared, look, the Lamb of God, there's the Lamb of God, they left him, John the Baptist, and went over to uh, Jesus. So we have to recognize, went with Jesus to him where he was going. So that was a transition. You're seeing again how Jesus was being prepared uh, for his role in ministry at that moment. This is after he was uh, baptized and after the Holy Spirit had descended upon him in the person uh, like a dove and, and, and made the declaration for all to hear that this is my son uh, who I'm very pleased with. And so now we're looking at this, these activities that take place. 
And you'll notice in the first few passages here that we read today that these disciples use several different names uh, for Jesus to be identified. Now, John the Baptist called him the Lamb of God uh, in verse 36. Um, he was referred to as Rabbi, which means teacher, in verse 38. He was referred to as Messiah in verse 41. Um, and if you go further down in uh, the passage, we will be covering it next week in all likelihood. You're going to see the reference to, to Jesus as the Son of God, and, and that's in verse 49, and also the King of Israel. So these are all references that are being made for who Jesus is. Now, and understand something. When we're introduced to someone for the first time, we know that there's all kinds of names and, and, and references that they may have. But at the end of the day, you want to have a relationship with someone where you're on a name-to-name basis, pers- uh, a personal name-to-name basis. You're not going to keep calling somebody um, necessarily the Messiah. You're still developing a relationship with them if you're talking about Jesus, right? You're going to be referring to people as their proper name or proper title, the God-given name that they were given as uh, when they were born. And it's going to be a one-on-one relationship, like um, the relationship with my pastor. I call him Pastor Gus, but I also just refer to him simply as Gus. I mean, that's just how it is. You're learning about the individual. You want to get to know who that person is. They needed to get to know who Jesus was, these people who were being introduced to him. They need to spend more time with him. And in doing so, guess what? You have a greater appreciation for who the person is. You get to learn more about who they are. Um, not all friendships click, do they? When, we, when we're introduced to people, sometimes we get to know a person and we just find out later on that that person uh, may indeed be a very, very nice individual, but perhaps we don't really get to know them more and more. Uh, we may have relationships with teachers in classrooms. We may have relationships with other people in the church. And some we get to know more and more, but we have to get to know more about them and learn about them as we grow in our appreciation for who they are. We have to make sure that we are always growing in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You are obviously on a name-to-name basis. He knows exactly who you are, and you know who he is based upon how we refer to him in Scripture. And remember the reference to all the different names of God because we have different personalities and we have different things that attract us. Mighty Counselor, the Lamb of God, Mighty Counselor, Prince of Peace, all of those names that are referred to in Scripture, these are names... Um, that we can certainly relate to because we are talking about what? Jesus' character. We're learning about the character of the God that we serve, the God that we communicate with. We need to learn these things over time. And how do we learn these things? We have to be in prayer with him. We have to have communication with him. A lot of people have struggled with their communication with the Lord Jesus because they have to put this thing about prayer in practice and really do it. I mean, if you, it's not going to just come on to you like a thunderbolt, everybody. You have to spend time with the Lord to learn more about him. And I think that that's what we have to understand. The more time we spend getting to know Christ, the more we're going to understand and appreciate who he is. We, we might be drawn to him because of the words he says, his teaching, his instruction. Certainly the word of God is very applicable for all of us because it is the way he teaches us is the way he gives us instruction um we're going to come to know him as the son of god through what the power of the holy spirit the spirit has to give us this revelation of who jesus truly is he is indeed the son of god now understand something too the disciples didn't get it right away they were still learning about who jesus was over the course of a couple of years they were just getting introduced to Jesus here. They, they were introduced to him based upon his reputation, the reputation that was started by John the Baptist, who was making this transition on this is the person you should be following. This is the look. There is the Lamb of God, Lamb of God being the one who is going to be the sacrifice for us uh, for all eternity. Amen. And we would not really understand, the disciples would not really understand who Jesus was until you get to the book of Acts, chapter 2. Um, And even just before that, when we read about how the Spirit uh, was breathed on them by God, this was after he had died and rose again, there would be greater understanding at that point as well, too. But what had to happen? They had to be in training. They had to learn about Jesus over that time. Deep appreciation for who Jesus is comes by how? By living by faith. 
staying in the word, staying in fellowship with him, making sure that you're doing everything that you can to read and study the Bible on a daily basis. And I do mean a daily basis. I don't um, I know that there will be moments or opportunities where we can't get to the Bible for whatever reason, something happens, but we need to make sure that we're getting right back in the Word right away and getting back into it. We, um, Satan does not want you successful in learning more about Jesus Christ. Satan does not want to see you successful doing anything. He's got a target on your back. He wants you to stumble and fall when it comes to your relationship with Jesus Christ because he knows that's a way to hurt God when you are being pulled away from fellowship with him. And when I say hurt God, we have to understand that God, we have a God who is very emotional. He loves us. He cares about us. We need to understand that. Uh, not emotional where he's blubbering or anything like that. Uh, nothing like that, everybody. We need to keep the, the word emotion under in control here. He is an emotional God. He loves you. He cares about you. He died on the cross for you. And he wants to see you have a successful walk in faith uh, as you go about your business each day. So I think that that's what we need to understand and see here and recognize. He, we, we understand Jesus more and more as we walk in faith for him. We have to spend time with him. If you're not spending time with him, you're essentially you're hurting yourself because you could be so much greater of a person when it comes to your walk of faith. And you have to understand that there are a lot of people who struggle with this because they just haven't matured in their faith yet. They're still struggling with life in general. You know, we have a lot we have people who come into church just as a sidebar everybody, we have people who come to church and they come into church and they're on fire for the Lord, right? They know that they've had some sort of a miraculous revelation from the Lord that they needed uh, needed Jesus, they needed salvation. And my caution whenever I see something like that is like, okay, you need to understand something. You're in spiritual warfare now because you have basically made the declaration that you love the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to now go through all kinds of turmoil because Satan wants to see you absolutely knocked off your feet and not follow through with this whole thing about following Jesus. And we need to understand that that is something that regularly takes place. We've had people come into our church that are on fire. And at the same time, we, we're now looking two, three weeks later, haven't seen hide nor hair of them, not able to really understand what's going on with them, what happened to them. We can only speculate and guess that, you know what, they're not in fellowship. They're not doing something because it just it's just one of those things where, you as a believer need to understand that you're in spiritual warfare. I don't care where you're at. I don't care what development you're in. You're always going to be fighting. It may be hard, but it's still better to fight and be in Christ than to not fight and be in the world. That's right. I don't know if you picked up on what my, my lovely bride said, but it says it may be difficult and it may be hard and to fight, but be it's better to be with Christ and in Christ and fight than to not fight, not come back, not follow the Lord and be in the world. That's what she was saying. I said it. Uh, I took a longer way of saying it than she did. <laughs> but but uh, but that's essentially what we have to understand. You're in spiritual warfare. You've got to you got to fight through this. You have to stay after it because you're in. If you're in warfare, guess what? That involves what fighting, and it involves fighting because you have to fight the flesh, the very flesh that resides in you. That's what you're fighting. You're fighting the flesh. You're fighting your fleshly thoughts. You're fighting your, fighting your fleshly mind. You're fighting the mind that you had before you became a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. You're fighting the ways of the world that you uh, were involved in before that were certainly not good for you. And yet, here you are. You're in that fight, right? Because there's a pull. There's a draw to go back into that situation. And you have to resist everything. Literally, die to self to live for Christ. And that's what we are talking about here. So these uh, disciples are being introduced. Now, drop down back to verse, let's go back to verse 37 in John chapter 1. Uh, when John's two disciples heard this, this is John's John the Baptist's disciples, they followed Jesus. Now, one of those two disciples who were following Jesus was Andrew. Uh, we learned that in John chapter 1, verse 40. Andrew who was Simon Peter's brother. And 
the other disciple who is not mentioned, when he says one of the two disciples of John, uh, John the Baptist, the other one is probably John, the writer of this book, um, because John doesn't write about himself. You might have noticed that. He does not take the time to acknowledge his presence there, but he mentions that he's one of the two. He mentions that he's, there are two disciples. He mentions Andrew, but he doesn't mention himself. That's what I was trying to say. Um, sometimes I don't say it very well. But John, the writer of this book, was probably one of those disciples. And again, we ask the question, why did these disciples leave John the Baptist? Because that's what John wanted them to do. John the Baptist was telling them, that's where you need to go. This is the person you need to follow. You understand when people give you direction that's good, you should take it? <laughs> you should follow that direction. Um, we, we, we recognize that sometimes advice is only as good as those who really decide to take it. Amen? Um, we can get advice from all different kinds of places. and We can go to different areas and look for advice. But if we don't take the advice that's good for us, then what good is the advice? There's, there's really no benefit for it. And they were just following what John Baptist wanted them to do. He was pointing the way to Jesus. He was telling them, go to follow him. He's the one you need to be looking to. He's the one you need to follow. The one, the one that John had prepared them to follow. He had been speaking about Jesus uh, already. He had spoken to them about Jesus. They knew who this person was. But now when they, it was pointed out to them, they said, okay, go follow him. So we learn that Andrew and John were Jesus' first disciples. And we learn that later on. We go down and look at Simon Peter. And later on, we'll see more disciples in the rest of John chapter 1. Nathaniel is another one that will be introduced uh, in the reading that we'll do next week. But So the introductions are going to continue, right? We're going to keep seeing these things take place. And recognize that when you first learned about Jesus Christ, I'm prayerful that the Spirit gave you the desire to want to know and find out more about him. Uh, even if you didn't know a whole lot, you knew the basics, amen? And so Andrew and John were being given the basics. They were said, this is the one you need to follow. Go after him. Go after him and look to him. Focus on him. And that's how we should have. That's the, only, that's the behavior we should have as believers, too. We recognize that Jesus is the one we should be following. So why don't we follow him the way we should? Why don't we go and go after him the way we should? We need to be in the word. We know that Jesus, the word of God, which John wrote in John, in early in John chapter 1, the word of God has been there from the very beginning. And that involves Jesus Christ. Amen? So we recognize that too. No, I'm good. I, it, you know, I, I, I have to say, when you take supplements and when you take vitamins, sometimes it's like, it's a real fight or struggle. You have to really be careful <laughs> as you're talking. Um, that's the airflow thing. But we're good. Everything is wonderful. So uh, just keep that in mind, though. We've got to go after Jesus. We've got to be the one uh, to go after him and do so with, with actually with a fervor. We have to go after him. Um, I love the old terminology back in the 70s. Remember that term, Jesus freak? Um, and, and, and honestly, we should be Jesus freaks. We should be going after Jesus in such a manner where we desire to hear his word. We desire to see his word. We desire to learn more from him. We want to be saturated with the word because it does, it's, it has a real value in the world today where there's nothing but utter and complete filth that surrounds us. Amen. We need to be girded up. We need to have the armor of God on to make sure we're prepared for battle. And so we need to go after the Lord in that manner to make sure that we are prepared for what the world brings to us, which more often than not, the world's bringing us a bunch of garbage. There's nothing beneficial. Um, Satan is a liar and the father of all lies. There's lies that are taking place all the time, every day, all throughout society. Um, people who believe that they are doing what they want to do. They are lying to themselves. They are lying to others about it. They are uh, they're doing, they're following Satan. Plain and simple. We need to protect ourselves from those individuals by making sure we have on the armor of God. We make sure that uh, even within the churches, everybody, I say this with all due respect to churches who are preaching the word. They're preaching the word. Those are the churches you follow. Not every church is doing that. You need to make sure that you're 
understanding that because we have a lot of infiltration by Satan in some of our churches that are not teaching the Word of God. You have got to protect yourself with uh, the power of God by putting on the armor of God. Of course, God is going to be the sword and shield that you take on, but you've got to be proactive in doing that. Let's go back to verse 38 in John chapter 1. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And Jesus answered, come and see. <laughs> come and see. So, yeah, come and see. Come and find out where I'm staying. You'll, you'll find out in just a few moments. And it was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon when they went to him to the place where he was staying and they remained with him for the rest of the day. You know, that's the place where you want to be, sitting with Jesus, being with Jesus. That's where you want to be. Um, Jesus invites us all the time to come and see, come to him, come to his word. The Bible's studies that we do, the Sunday school, going to church, this is all about Jesus inviting us to come and see. And this invitation has been extended to all people, everyone, to come and see. And you have to decide whether or not you're going to, how much you're going to put into that. Um, when the disciples began following Jesus, he asked them, what do you want? Um, and understand something. Following Jesus is good. Following Jesus is important. But it's not enough when it comes to learning more about him. We've got to follow him for the right reasons. And, and that's something that, here's something that's really weird. I just came to my mind, so I, forgive me already. In, when you're watching The Bachelor on TV or The Bachelorette, right, well, there's always a, a, a discussion every episode, not every episode, but every season where the person who is on there is saying, so-and-so's on the show for the wrong reasons. They're not here for the right reasons. Uh, maybe it's for personal fame and fortune. Maybe it's not because they're interested in dating anybody. They just want to get their name out there. Well, we need to follow Jesus for the right reasons, too. Amen? Um, not in the matter that we would follow the bachelor or bachelorette, but in manners that would be relevant. You, you, if you follow Jesus for your own purposes, it's more about asking Jesus to align with how you think rather than you aligning with how he thinks. Do you understand that? We have to recognize, too, that sometimes we... Uh, are very self selfish we're self-promoting we don't we don't necessarily we follow we might say we follow jesus but we do so more to put our names out there as relevant when really we we're not following the attitude of dying to self and living for christ we don't follow jesus so that he would line up with how we think we already know what we if we look at the word we already know what jesus thinks about our thoughts sometimes our thoughts first of all aren't his thoughts our ways are not his ways, and sometimes our thoughts are like filthy rags. The do things that we do are not anywhere near or worthy of, of his consideration. It should be the other way around. We should be following Jesus because we want to be more like him. So we want to recognize that following him is not enough. We need to also make sure that we're examining our motives for following him. We need to make sure that we are seeking his glory and not our own. Now, that's a, that's a commentary that I had to think about that for a moment because, boy, are, do people really think that way? I had to come back and think about that, and I had to say, yeah, they do. And sometimes we see it in places that are very obvious on television. We'll see some broadcasts of preachers coming on, and it's about selling this and selling that and talking about this and talking about that. And Jesus is, like, being mentioned in there somewhere, but at the end of the day, it's about following the personality and not Jesus Christ. And so, yes, there is a, a, definite, a definite caution that must be given to everyone. Because I'm gonna, I'll be honest with you, we start out sometimes in the ministry, and it may be very genuine and faithful. But when we start hearing people talk about, man, you look good. Man, you look like you're doing a great job. You're doing all these wonderful things. And, and the first thing that I would say is praise the Lord because it's not me. I don't want those kind of accolades. I don't want that kind of attention. I would much rather be a spokesperson for the gospel and, and just be the vessel. And But you have to understand that there are people out there who, um, for lack of a better way of putting it, get the big head when people start you know, giving them praise rather than 
giving the praise to who Jesus is. All right, I beat that up enough. I'm going to keep going. Because <laughs> that was that was exhausting to just even just talk about that. But, but I, I have to mention that because we have to recognize that this is what we as human beings have to always be conscious of. We go to church, but we don't worship the pastor. We don't worship elders. And we certainly don't worship Sunday school teachers. Amen? You don't worship us. You worship the Lord Jesus Christ. The direction always goes upward. That's where we need to be focused on because it's his word we're proclaiming. It's not my words. It's the words of God that are being proclaimed. You go to him. That's how you develop a relationship with the Lord. I think people take the easy way out sometimes and start worshiping people because they're looking right at somebody in the flesh, right? They're looking at the person, and but we don't see God. We don't see Jesus. We don't see a physical uh, representation of who he is. But we recognize that even when Jesus was present back in the day, there were people who were still taking his name in vain. There were still people who were ignoring him. There were still people who would rather do what they were going to do. So it really doesn't matter whether you see him or not. It's about the message. Uh, it's about the message of Jesus, how you process it and how it should be drawing you to him and not the other way around. Amen. He already knows who you are. <laughs> and so be careful about that, because if he already knows who you are, uh, you need to make sure that you are very humble as you go before him, because we all need, frankly, to fall down and worship him. We need to fall down and worship Jesus because of what he's done for us. And that's what we have to always come back to. He's, he's, he has done things for us that are incredible, amazing. You need to recognize that we need to fall down and worship him. We need to sometimes really be on our knees and, and just thank the Lord for what he has done. And too many of us have lacked the humility to even understand what that really means because we think it's more like Jesus... Um, um, bless me because I'm doing all this stuff for you and no that's not how you take the approach at all um, we need to fall down and worship him for what he has done let's go back to John chapter 1 verse 40 Andrew Simon Peter's brother was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus verse 41 Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him we have found the Messiah which means Christ then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. Now, let me, let me talk to you about that for a second here, because this is an identifier. This is something that's very important for us to see. How is it when you go up to somebody for the first time, you've met them for the very first time, and this person says, Yeah, this is your name, uh, Simon uh, Peter, or Simon, and you're a son of John, but you will be called Cephas. He's giving you another name. <laughs> How would that sit with you? That would be freaky. That would be eerie. It would be weird. It would be something that you would never expect. I wonder how Simon Peter felt when he, when he heard this. Like, what? What does that mean? Well, listen, everybody. That's for our benefit. We need to understand something about what's happening here in this communication. It's for our benefit to see how Jesus knows the very disciples that he is surrounding himself with, that he they are being brought to him. Um, and notice how it was Andrew had to go get Simon and bring him over to, to see Jesus. Um, so when Andrew went, accepted John the Baptist's testimony about Jesus, went and got his brother Simon, um, there was no question Andrew already knew who Jesus was, the Messiah, uh, Christ. He already knew who he was. And so, and, and you would find out later on, too, he told a bunch of people about Jesus. If you look in Scripture, um, let's take a look. You know what? Turn your Bibles, electronic devices, to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. And let's look at verses 8 and 9. And we have to understand that Andrew was did come out and speak, and he was involved with the ministry of Jesus. 
one time we see Andrew speaking is in John chapter 6, verses 8, uh, verses 8 and 9, that Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish, but what good is that with this huge crowd? And, and so we recognize that this, he was in ministry, he was getting involved, and he knows that Jesus is the Christ. And then there's another example. If you flip over to John chapter 12 real quick. John, oops, wrong Bible. Hold on. Back. John 12, verse 22. We know about Andrew because he's mentioned in Scripture a couple of times here. Um, John, it says in John 12, 22, Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. And so there was communication going back and forth. We know Andrew was involved. He was fully involved in ministry. He did speak about Jesus often. He was eager to introduce others to Jesus as well, too. Now, the reason why I mention this about Andrew is that we need to also take ownership of the fact that we have a responsibility, according to what the gospel tells us um, in Matthew chapter 22, um, verses 37 through 40, about how we are communicating uh, who Jesus is, and we are using the very basic premise that we're loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. We're talking to others about Jesus in this manner, with this attitude, with this thought process. So how often are we talking about our relationship with Jesus with others as well, too? That's something to take away. Pardon me. That's something to keep in mind here. We need to make sure that we are doing the same thing as we learn more about Jesus. We don't know everything about Jesus. We're never going to know completely about Jesus as long as we're here in this world. We're going to learn more about him when we leave here, and we'll we'll certainly be with him uh, in fellowship with him if we have the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And, And that's something we have to recognize, too. It's not a given that everybody who speaks about Jesus, talks about Jesus, is going to have that solidifying relationship with Jesus Christ because they believe in him as Lord and Savior. That's why I said earlier, it's not enough just to follow him. We need to make sure that we believe in him as Lord and Savior. So we have to clarify that. And back to verse 42. Jesus saw not only who Simon was, (laughs) amen, but what he would become. Um, When he hears about, use this terminology, Cephas, which means Peter, uh, which means also the word, I believe, in Aramaic, Cephas in Aramaic, uh, Peter in Greek, it means a rock. A rock, Petra, a rock. Uh, And so that's why we recognize that. That's why he was given a new name. Now, we recognize that Peter really stumbled and and bumbled all his way through because he's he's a human being, everybody. We're all human beings, and guess what we do? We stumble and bumble all the time, too. You know, it's easy to point fingers at somebody else who are struggling, but good grief. Look at your own life. How often do you... often do you stumble and bumble and and know that you haven't been behaving the way that's why i said the relationship you have with jesus has to be you and the lord you have got to stop pointing at what other folks are doing don't be uh like the guy who built up all these barns uh he had all this stuff and he just said i'm gonna take care of myself i'm gonna eat drink and be merry and the lord said you crazy so-and-so you're gonna lose your life Because you're not really doing what you need to be doing in the kingdom for me. Amen? So, don't, you need to make sure that you are, are, that's why I said we need to be sometimes on our knees. We need to be asking the Lord for forgiveness. We need to ask the Lord to help us through these things. I can't stress enough, that's, I'm sorry everybody, this is just what's coming to me today. We need to humble ourselves before the Lord. We we are very arrogant at times. And sometimes we don't even realize it. But we can be very arrogant with how we see this whole thing that we do about faith. We sometimes we treat Jesus like he's doing us a favor um, by just being in our lives. I'm like saying, well, we're doing, yeah, we're, we're treating, yeah, we're doing the exact opposite, right? That's what I meant to say. We, we're, we're doing him a favor. Um, well, he did us a really big favor, amen? Now, let's say it the right way. He died on the cross for us because he loves us. And he knows all about us, and he knows about where we're coming from. And sometimes we're just not coming from the right place. Amen? 
So I, I trust that you will take this lesson today and go back and recognize what, how Jesus had to be prepared, but we need to be prepared too uh, by looking at the lives of the disciples and looking at how they were introduced to Jesus and how they were being prepared from that moment. They struggled. They had a hard time. They didn't understand everything that was going on. But we know that Peter, he did become a rock-solid person once he got, went through the whole training process. The Spirit came into him. He was fully prepared. He was rock-solid in the early days of the church. We read about him in the book of Acts. Um, so by giving Simon a new name, as he did, and as we read about in verse 42, he introduced a change of character for, for Peter, for Simon Peter. That's something we need to see here, too. He would be the rock of the church in the future. Amen? May we be steadfast in our walk for Jesus Christ. May we be steadfast and be that, like that rock, Peter, in the church. We need more like him when it comes down to what he did for the church. We need more people who are in the word and staying in the word. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we are just so thankful and so gracious for your teaching. Lord, I thank you through the power of the Spirit for sharing frankly what's on your heart lord you want us to come to you in a manner that has reverence where we truly believe and trust in you we need to be more faithful to you you are already faithful for us we need to be more faithful to you we need to recognize all the good things that you have done we need to recognize the blessings that you've given to us but lord we do so with humility we know that you have treated us with grace and you've been very patient with us. And we thank you for your patience. Lord, you know who we are. You know that we need you. And Lord, we want to rely upon you each day. Lord, give us the heart and mindset to be in your word each day and humble ourselves before you in prayer. Lord, we thank you for showing us how you should be approached. Lord, we know that you indeed are a friend for us and a friend to us, but we don't want to take that friendship for granted. We thank you, Lord, for helping us to build our relationship with you more and more. Teach us, O oh Lord. Give us instruction. Help us day by day. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We praise you, Lord, because you are worthy. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. I never quite know how these Sunday school classes are going to go until I get into them, but I'm just very thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit. I, I pray that you take to heart what's being said, and I pray that you just indeed make it a point starting today, if you haven't done it ever, Get in the Word and stay in the Word. He's trying to speak to you and teach you through it. Amen? God bless you all. Stay tuned online for Pastor Gus's message uh, on the second death. Very important message today. And for those of you in Akron, we'll see you in church in about a half hour or so. You take care of yourselves. God bless you all. Stay tuned also later today for Zoom Bible study. If you haven't signed up, send your email address. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>